Welcome to Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. And I'm Susan. And we're here to have discussions about topics on many subjects that we hope are informative, uplifting, and fun. So let's get started. Let's. Hello. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Girlish Gurus. So, Susan, what are we talking about today? I'm excited about this topic today. I came upon it when I was looking for an interesting, positive topic to discuss. And what people might be more familiar with, we'll start with that. There's a term called schadenfreude, which you may have heard of, which means finding pleasure in someone else's misfortune Mm -hmm. or failing. Well, there's a newer term out now called Freudenfreude, which initially was said to be a German word, but it is not. The New York Times had to do a reprint on their article about it because they said it was a German word. But it's got It's based on a German word. It's based on a German word, and it's got that sound, that German sound Mm -hmm. to it. But what that means is finding pleasure in another person's good fortune. Right. Freudenfreude. Freudenfreude. Mm -hmm. And... Freude is the German word for joy. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I could call you Freude. Yeah, go ahead. Not Freude, Freude. No. Freude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the original article that I found was in the New York Times and very interesting. And it talks about how this term is about finding joy in someone else's success someone else's good fortune, and how that can actually benefit us as well, which I find very interesting, because we don't always think about it that way. And when you think of it in opposite terms, the schadenfreude can actually cause a downward spiral when you start doing that, especially in a group setting, how if you think about you get somebody with a negative attitude at work, how they can create a negative attitude within a team or, you know, so this can be just the opposite. And I found that to be so wonderful to read about that this is new and they've just started studying it, but the effects of it seem to be playing out in the studies that they're doing. So... I loved this topic when you proposed it to me. I did. I I loved it because I feel like, especially for women who are over 45 and we're older and we're more experienced and we, you and I have talked about mentoring younger people. Yes. And this is, in my opinion, a big one, a big, big issue, women supporting women. And this is kind of a subset of that. And in general, humans supporting humans, (laughs) not just women. That's exactly right. And the importance of that, because... We, I think, as a society have raised our children to be competitive and to feel like they have to be out for themselves, right? They have to win. Win at all costs. Winning is tied to self-worth. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is actually proving through the initial studies, and again, it's new, but it plays out that by supporting one another and not focusing solely on your own success, but celebrating other people's success can be beneficial to you in so many ways. And I love that because I think we would be so much better off if we were all doing that instead of solely looking out for, you know, what's in it for me? How can I beat the next person to whatever? The next rung on the ladder. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. 
this wasn't in these studies, but I have been reading lately about this whole idea of in Asian culture, students cheer each other on versus in our culture that does not always happen. Oh, and the benefits that that has shown to create. I mean, look at the studies of where we are versus Asian countries in testing. I would say in general, we're actually conditioned away from that. Yes. So, yeah, I agree. I've been seeing things here and there showing how communal support, when it's not a zero-sum game. Yes, is so much more beneficial right. to everyone, mm-hmm. to everyone. Yeah. So, as we've been saying, this doesn't always come easy for some people because of how we were raised, right, yep. and the social conditioning we've had. But what they're finding is that this is just creates an overall well-being for you as an individual, for your relationships, for groups, just in every possible way. So I just found it fascinating. So the New York Times primarily talked to a Dr. Shambliss, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Mm -hmm. so I apologize if I'm not. But do you want to, I know there was an area you found interesting. Do you want to talk about that student study? So having been a student, i Went to, you know, four years of undergraduate school, three years of law school. I know what it's like to be a depressed student sitting alone in a room doing nothing but studying. In in one of the, what do they used to call those? Not cubicles, but this. Yeah. A cell. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a study carol is what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Very, very familiar with that Mm because I'm from that old school time period. And so especially being in an environment where competition is encouraged. Right. (laughs) You're competing for seats on the law review. You're competing for the highest possible grade point average because you're ultimately going to compete for jobs, Mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, that was very, very hard to cope with emotionally in many ways. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Shambles talked about a study that really touched me because of my experience, especially in law school. Mm -hmm. And they were basically studying depressed students, right? And so they split them into two groups, Mm -hmm. and they studied the benefits of practicing these FET exercises. And FET stands for Freudenfreude Enhancement Training. And so over a period of two weeks, these students would – go out and do these FET exercises, and they studied the improvement in their mood over a two-week period. And the students who were practicing these FET exercises, their mood was consistently improved, and they sustained it. Whereas people who didn't, of course, practice those exercises, they remained depressed overall. And so for me... (laughs) It's surprising that there's people out there who encourage you in a scholastic environment to just go out and try to enhance joy (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that's, again, not what we're conditioned to do, especially in a scholastic environment where we're taught to achieve. Right. Right. And there are, like I said, the studies are relatively new, but one that was recently done that I did want to mention that was in the New York Times article was by a postdoctoral fellow, Erica Weitz, 
and she's at Harvard. And in 2021, in her studies published in Psychological Science, she examined positive empathy's role, which is related to Freud and Freuda, in daily life and found that it propelled kind acts like helping others, and that sharing in someone else's joy can foster resilience, improve life satisfaction, and help people cooperate during conflict. Ooh, big one. Which those are huge. Huge. Could you imagine how much better off we'd be as a society if we practiced more empathy, a, l- a little more positive empathy. You and I have talked about that many times. Many times. Yes. So mm-hmm. so anyway, lots of good stuff in there. Oh, and incredible th- stuff in here. Yes. And then some other research suggests that delighting in the mishaps of others, which is the schadenfreude, can actually lower a person's self-esteem especially when they're comparing themselves to high achievers. Mm -hmm. So the negative impacts of the opposite can be really detrimental to your mental health. Tabloids, reality TV, those kinds of things. We look at social media and we, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that, that can be detrimental, yeah. So they gave some tips for how to enjoy more Freud and Freuda, and we can kind of go through those quickly. And then there's a couple other articles that have some interesting things in them that we want to touch on. But tips for enjoying more Freud and Freuda. Show an active interest in someone else's happiness. They called it shoy, which I thought was <laughs> funny, sharing joy. Mm-hmm. And that's just a matter of, you know, when a friend has something positive happen, share in that joy with them, celebrate them, and make sure they realize that you're genuinely happy for their success. Mm-hmm. Another one was to view an individual's success as a communal effort. Ooh, this is a big one. It is a big one, especially like if you're in a study group, let's say, or you're in a work a team, team mm-hmm. environment or a team that worked on a project at work. And say one individual gets recognized for a success on that project or maybe the student gets a higher score. Well, there's ways to include the rest of the group in that celebration and that success the person that gets recognized can lift everybody else lift everybody else up and say i couldn't have done it without Without all these people around me and that elevates them and makes them feel better and makes them feel like they can be a part of that success and that celebration exactly so totally agree with that yep i love the word that they use braggitude yes i love it And that's kind of what that's talking about. It's such a good word. It is. So we've got some really good words coming out of this. Freud and Freud, for one. Shoy. Shoy. (laughs) Braggitude. So good. All these new made up words. Right. And the last one, though, is my personal favorite. Become a joy spectator. I like that, too. Because, you know, you can never have too much joy. But I found in the last few years, and especially amongst my friends recently, We look for the joy in each other. Mm -hmm. So for me, in the last few years, it's really become more of a mindset for me to look for that uplifting thing in another person rather than being judgmental and looking for the angle or how to get ahead. Mm -hmm. And I love it that my girlfriends, the friends I have around me, they are all of the same mindset, generally speaking. It's rare that I'll be with one of my friends, especially you, for example. (laughs) Well, I mean, really, 
especially you. We spend a lot of time together. Yes. And it really is heartwarming and uplifting for me that we're looking for the good in each other. And we're looking to celebrate successes. And lift each other up. Right. Especially since we're in this endeavor. But I've noticed, and while I was reading these articles and I was thinking about that, I really have become a joy spectator. Because I really am looking for, look at that success that person's having. And the reason is because that means it's possible for me too. That's right. That's right. It's exactly right. So that is another, it's not exactly a word, but it's a a, a made up phrase. Maybe we have to make up a word. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But to me, that is so powerful and critical because I see the possibility in someone else that I can achieve. And that gives you hope Mm -hmm. and gives you something to strive for. And then I start looking for it. Yes. I start looking for that success in someone. Right. Well. Instead of envy. Yeah. Right. Coming from a corporate environment where, gosh, it's just go, 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 focus on the win all the time, right? right? And sometimes at the expense of others, Mm -hmm. which is terrible to say, but it is true. It's true. I've spent a lot of time the last few years, and I've been reading so much, but I try to wake up every day and say, today I choose happiness. Today I choose joy. Today I choose (laughs) peace. Today I choose productivity, like all abundance, abundance, all Mm -hmm. these positive words, because it is amazing how that speaks to your mind and the energy inside your body Mm -hmm. to me. So this to me is one of my favorites to turn into a joy spectator. And one of the things they suggest is ask your friends so that you can do this together. What was the bright spot of your day today? Or what was the best thing that happened to you this week? I want to know so I can, you know, celebrate celebrate it it with Mm -hmm. you. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I just think that's fantastic. Me too. I love it. I really do. When I read that, I thought, that's what we need to do. At the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. what was the best part of your week this week? Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just a good way to end the day. It is. And I think that we, in many ways, are conditioned away from like tooting our own horn. Yes. Oh, for sure. Be humble. Don't brag about yourself. Yes. But in truth, I think that's a mistake. Yes. And it's not being boastful. What it's doing is... If you have the right mindset, what it's doing is it's injecting a situation with a happiness and a positive mm-hmm. energy that you want to bring people along with. That's, that's Unless right. you're coming at it from a negative mindset, but we push that aside. We don't do that around here. <laughs> not yet. I mean, when we try not to, not, not that we're... Oh, no. (laughs) But like, put the ego aside, right? right? That's Mm -hmm. not what this is about. This is just coming from a place of happiness Mm -hmm. and love and joy. Right, exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the next article was interesting because, and this was in the HuffPost. Okay. And they referenced the New York Times article. I do want to say that. But Mm -hmm. they talked about some interesting things, too. And the author of this article, which it'll be listed in the notes, but she said that it can add to your friendships in a positive way because she referenced how sometimes we get in our little rut or our default mode and we start comparing our lives to our friends' lives and how, gosh, what am I doing? I'm not, you know 
look at them as and far then, along as they are and then whatever. there's envy right? right and she brought up this story about how a friend of hers was telling her about her trip to paris and she found herself getting really envious but then she realized no i want to listen to this wholeheartedly be excited for her she goes because i'm sitting here wanting to go to paris well what's stopping me if she can do it why so can't can I? I do mm-hmm. it and yeah. so it encouraged her to like basically get off her butt and make plans to go because she was enjoying what her friend was telling her about her trip and Mm -hmm. going along the ride with her as she told about all the fun she had and all the wonderful things she got to see. Right. I love it. So it can enhance you to maybe push you to do something you wanted to do but haven't, right? Right. When you're celebrating those positive moments with a friend. Exactly. Which I found great. I love it. All right. So in the New York Times article, they talk a little bit about how it's good for your community when you celebrate each other's wins. Right. Well, this article kind of expands on that a little bit and actually comes up with another phrase that I really like. And that is enlightened self-interest, which leads to capitalization of joy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a more technical way of saying Watching someone else and celebrating their joys can lift your community up because when it's good for someone inside your community, then it's good for the whole community. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you can become aware of that and realize it in looking for others' successes and celebrating them, that is enlightened self-interest. When you realize, hey, look, if they can do it, I can do it too. If they can have those positive successes, mm-hmm. I can have it too. If we can have one subscriber on YouTube, we can have a million. That's right. Right? Yes. And that is capitalization of joy. Mm-hmm. That is taking that one little kernel of enlightened self-interest and turning it into something that compounds that interest, that joy interest. That's right. Right? Yeah. Maybe in the finance, you know, person, finance person. That you are. <laughs> so I loved that concept and i hope more and more people can grab onto that and Mm -hmm. and listen to it and take it to heart and it's this is such a simple and easy thing to do look for someone being successful and celebrate it that's it yep simple yep yeah and that was one of the tips they gave on how to cultivate this Freud and Freuda. And, and I love that. And some of the other ones that I thought were worth mentioning as far as how to continue to cultivate this that I thought were cool were when someone tells you something positive, you can make the choice. This is always right. a choice. Say to yourself, I can choose to emphasize competition here or caring. Right. And if I pick caring, we both win. Right. And that will always be the case. Oh, yeah. I love that. Always. Always. So yeah. I loved that. It also said, look for moments when your friend is sharing an accomplishment and take a pause. Right. And from that, they mean, you know, I think we have a tendency when someone's sharing something positive to jump in and go, oh, me too. Me too. too. <laughs> or wait in the break in the conversation so that you can tell the story that involves you, right? Right. I've been seeing that meme a lot too. Right. Right. So, or, you know, or they just run past it because they have in their mind the next thing they want to say. Right. We're listening to respond or to comment or something. Yes. Right. So they're not being present right so so those i think are great tips oh, to, me too. you know just take a pause and listen and be attentive and then go wow 
that's fantastic. And tell me more, right? Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you're focusing mm-hmm. on that. And it, it's probably going to take some practice. Oh, yes. Because we aren't used to doing well, it. Uh, like they said in the New York Times article, this is a muscle. It is. And you can train it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the other thing they mentioned briefly that I'll say, and then we can kind of get to the next article, which had a few good things as well, was it might be little, it might be big, but if it's something that you think is really important to that person, plan something to celebrate it Mm -hmm. for that person. Like if it's a promotion or it is like a big trip they have always wanted to do their whole life, do something small to celebrate. Like, let's just take the Paris trip. Say they always wanted to go to Paris and they were brave enough to, you know, make the plans, do all the stuff they needed to, and they're going to go. Take them out and have a glass of champagne and celebrate them, do a bon voyage, Mm -hmm. you know, do something like that. So just to celebrate the win for Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Then that's always fun. I love it. Right? Mm -hmm. A little cupcake, celebratory cupcake. (laughs) That's right. Never hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cupcake and some bubbly. Oh, you can't go wrong. Nope. (laughs) Now I wish I had a cupcake and some bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) So the last article was from Women's Health. And the title of it is, What is Freudenfreude and Can It Really Make You Happier? What they started out saying is, Science is suggesting that finding joy in someone else's fortune doesn't just make you a better person. It has a tangible impact on your own mental health, too. And so then they get into what does Freud and Freud mean? They talked to a different psychologist. Her name is Dr. Sula Wingassen. And here again, I may be butchering that name, but... (laughs) And she puts it, think of it as living vicariously through someone else's joy. Hmm. It doesn't have to be exclusive to a big win or a success. It could be any little thing, day-to-day positive experience. And I think, actually, those are the more important things to celebrate. First of all, they're more plentiful. That's true. The smaller wins happen more regularly. True. Okay? For everybody. And sometimes you can't see them. But say, for example... I got a great parking space this morning. That was a, that was a little win. <laughs> it is right? a win. Yes. So those kinds of things happen on a more regular basis. And you can do that just by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't actually need to witness something that's happening to somebody else. So there's a little subset in there that I, I sparked on when I was reading this article. Like, oh, it doesn't just have to be a big thing or with someone else. It can just be for yourself. Well, that's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Like for me, when I take my walks in the morning... If I see a new flower that bloomed from the last time I took a walk, I get very excited about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Or I see a butterfly flying around because oh, yeah. I love butterflies. I get so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Or a bee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and fortunately, we're having an early spring. Yes. But I am loving watching all the trees blooming. Yeah. They're beautiful. Pinks and purples. Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. All yeah. that stuff. Sunshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one of the articles where they talked about there's not a lot of scientific stuff yet around this, but... But at the heart of the concept, she states there are two basic things, which are the cultivation of joy and pleasure and social connectedness. And both of those things are very well studied and are proven to have an impact on our health and our mental well-being, physical and mental and emotional. Oh, yeah. So we know that as they continue to study this, 
they're going to find the positive aspects. Oh, for sure. And I think maybe it hasn't been well studied specifically, but it is a subset of positive psychology. Sure. And that's been around for a while. Yes. So I think the trickle-down effect here is pretty evident. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from my perspective, even though this was a term I hadn't heard before, when I started reading the article, I was very excited and thought, I had to look into this some more. This is really interesting to me. And like you said, I think we've both been trying to practice this Mm -hmm. fairly regularly Mm -hmm. in our lives, and especially in the last six, eight, 10 years, Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's nice to know that other people are practicing it and realizing the benefits. Well, I have definitely noticed an uptick in my mood, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. I trend upwards, Mm -hmm. which has not always been the case. Oh, and for me either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we all have those friends who can be to the negative side. We all have a few Eeyores. Yes, Mm -hmm. we do. And it's funny how I actually notice it more now. Me too. Than I used to. Mm -hmm. And that when I have been with them and have a moment to pause after, I think, oh, that's interesting. That that was not necessarily an uplifting conversation or a... Right. So but it's something that definitely I have noticed. I, I'm trending more and more upwards these days. And I'm so thankful for that because that's a, just such a powerful tonic in this day and age. It is. And it's really something I think we need to discuss and start a conversation about and try to encourage other folks. Hey, this is an opportunity to do a small, small thing. Mm-hmm. To, that will really benefit your mental health and your physical health. Um, it's an immune system booster. Right. It it can boost your cardiovascular system, all those things that they talked about in this article. Mm-hmm. Cortisol. It, mm-hmm. Cortisol, mm-hmm. stress hormone, right? That's what the cortisol is. Yep. It, it lowers the levels of cortisol. So mm-hmm. I think we as women at this age especially need to be supporting one another in this way, building communities that will support one another in this positive way, because we all need this. That is a proven. Oh, for sure. So. For sure. And life is going to have ups and downs. Mm -hmm. If you have exercised your positivity muscle to become more resilient, when you hit those valleys. Yeah. You're able. Because you're going to. Because you're going to. You're going to fail. You're going to have things happen to you in your life. Or you're just going to have a bad day. Yes. Where you wake up and it's just, you're just not feeling it. Right. (laughs) No. It's going to happen. Yes. And exercising this muscle helps you build resilience Mm -hmm. so that you can bounce back. Yes. And keep moving forward. And to know who you can reach out to when you need that support. Ah, which is really an important underlying thread through all of this material. And that is building friendships and relationships. Yes, Mm -hmm. building community. Because ultimately, that's what is underlying the idea of Freudenfreude. And I think it's probably coming up more now because we've realized when 
COVID hit, the lack of community, the lack of interaction made us all realize, I mean, look at the depression levels. Mm -hmm. So it's emphasizing the need for these kinds of friendships, uplifting and communal. Mm -hmm. And they actually talk about that in the Women's Health article. Yes. How COVID really turbocharged loneliness, generally speaking. Yes. And being female, we are all usually pretty good yeah. about cultivating close relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. And you and I have actually talked about that before on yes. another podcast episode. But we need to encourage this behavior across the board. Yes. Teach it to our children. Try to encourage the men in our lives Agreed. to build important relationships and friendships. Because I think it's harder for them. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Especially in this culture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do want to take a moment to talk about a documentary on Netflix that I started watching, and that is Archbishop Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. Mm. It's called Mission Joy. (laughs) No wonder you liked it. (laughs) Well, yeah, but finding happiness in troubling times or in Mm. adversity. And it is so uplifting because here are two men who come from different faiths, different nationalities, and they had such a sweet friendship. And it was just wonderful. It's wonderful to watch them joke and laugh with each other, openly acknowledging each other's differences from themselves, Mm -hmm. right? And celebrating them and celebrating their abilities to transcend their circumstance and just be joyful with each other. It's fantastic. So they also wrote a book about joy. And I just encourage you, if you want to see this in action, that documentary is a powerful example of Freud and Freud. Even oh. though you never would look at it and think, oh, Freud and Freud. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even know about this term until you and I talked about doing this as a topic. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see an example of Freud and Freud, there it is. Well, we'll put a link to that as well in the notes. So, Right. It's just such a powerful, powerful I can't wait to watch mm-hmm. it because, I mean, you just shared that with me. So now I'm anxious to look for it and, mm-hmm. and watch it. So, so good. Now, I do think a good way to end this podcast episode is to talk about something positive that's happened this week. Let's demonstrate a little Freud and Freud for our listeners here. Do you have something you want to share? Well, a positive thing that happened to me is I found that documentary. That's true. About the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it was so uplifting. So yeah, that's my positive thing. That's pretty good. I have so many little ones, you know, but I'm trying to think of something that stands out that was special to me. Do you know what I mean? Well, I will say that you made a very cute post for International Women's Day <laughs> on Girlish Gurus on our Instagram page. Very cute. Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to say thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that was a highlight of my week is I didn't even remember that it was International Women's Day until I saw stuff about it a couple of days before. And I went, oh, I was so excited. And so I knew we needed to do a post mm-hmm. on our Instagram page. But I have been such a supporter of women and girls. Yes, for years. For right? many, many years. It's yes. been an important cause for me ever mm-hmm. since I read Half the Sky. Oh, I've never read that book. It is all about women and girls. It's called Half the Sky because they hold up 
half the sky and it's related to a story and i can put a link to it in the notes but the importance of women in this world educating them Mm-hmm. keeping them healthy, right? teaching them about finance so that they can support themselves and their families in developing countries, and the work we still have to do here Oh yeah, in the Western world is still huge. So it's always a to, when I realized, oh, it's International Women's Day. Yay. You got to do something about that for sure. You have to do something mm-hmm. about that. So, well, you made a very, very cute post. Thank you. That I loved. I, and I was like, wow, how did she do that? <laughs> I, I was just so impressed by it. I loved it. Well, so. I had a couple different ideas, but I, you know. No, that one was perfect. I'm glad I you liked it. Per- it. I did. I loved it. I loved it. I am just continuously impressed by the work you do. And the work we do together to put this content out. Well, you too, because we, I, we've we probably said this before, but if I haven't, Joy does all of the technical stuff mm-hmm. here, including the editing. And it's a lot of work. It's but it's very, so fun. It's very time consuming. But it is so fun. And she's very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we work as a team and try to lift each other up. And we mm-hmm. hope that what we're doing is bringing some joy to you and providing some good information or just some interesting information or fun, Mm -hmm. all of it. We just, we, that's what we hope, but we'd love to hear from you all. Yes, absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and this discussion, and we hope that this encourages you to practice a a little Freudenfreude in your everyday life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we do want to hear from you. So please, Comment where you can. Comment on our social media. Let us know what you thought about it. Let follow, us follow, like, follow, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Please, yeah. yes, absolutely. We would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. See you next one. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for another fun and interesting topic. And please be sure to check the notes for information and links that were included in this discussion today. Also, don't forget you can find us on our social media platforms, starting with Instagram, Facebook, and now, including YouTube. You can find us by searching Girlish Gurus. And please remember to give this episode a good review and share it with your girlfriends, because the more interaction we get with our podcast episodes, the more episodes we can post. Finally, you can find us on our website, girlishgurus.com. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye.